Hello everybody, welcome to Success Defined. I'm Ben McDonald and today I have Mark and Jolene Fondino, owners of Davidson Chiropractic with us. A lot of people chase after other people's definitions of success, whether that be wealth, fame, or even just other people's opinions. And so today our goal is to jump into how these two have been able to define their own version of success and then align their actions and habits to work towards that. So. Thanks guys for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks Thanks for having us, man. So we're going to go through uh, a few different parts. We're going to let everybody know kind of what your background is, how it led into uh, where you are today, and give us a little bit more about your business and how you run it and things that set you apart. And then we'll finish with some principles or philosophies. Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. So Jolene, we're going to start with you. Uh, What was the the high school or elementary version of Jolene. What what did that look like? So I was, um, I guess you can say, kind of an awkward child. <laughs> and um, it, uh, it evolved into me having some stomach troubles as a child, and they couldn't get it figured out. Um, and then a chiropractor came into my mom's, well, my elementary school where my mom was the assistant principal okay and she did spinal screenings and determined that i had a curvature in my spine Mm -hmm. which led to going to an orthopedist and um wearing a brace and all that and um just made everything even more awkward um (laughs) but that eventually led up to me uh, becoming a chiropractor as well. So you're telling me wearing a brace in elementary school is not the uh, the best thing for it? It was not, for... <laughs> yes. It was, yep. no. Was but it you a big confidence booster? Definitely not. <laughs> but you at the same time got exposed extremely early to the field that you're in. I definitely did. So I have to imagine that some that had some sort of impact that made you at an early age start thinking about the potential to get into this. Yes, okay. for sure. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Mark, what about you? What was what was most important to Mark Vondino in high school? In high school? Oh, geez. Well, besides uh, uh, wrestling and playing baseball uh-huh. and hanging out with my buddies around the neighborhood, uh, come high school, then it was cars, too. I probably went okay. through uh, three or four different cars early on. Uh, so always enjoyed health, wellness, and, and motor vehicles. Sounds like such the such a stereotype. It's, uh, I, I worked out, I played sports, I hung out with friends, and I liked working on cars. That's exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay. And then, what about from your perspective? So obviously, Jolene had the uh, the chiropractor mm-hmm. exposure from an early beginning, right? You saw the personal impact. Yes. yes for sure. uh, what about on your end? I actually did with uh, had had a similar experience. Um, I had wrestled. Um, I gotten uh, in a match, or I don't know if I can't remember. I think it was more practice. Okay. Got my head thrown into the mat, and felt kind of your typical burner stinger that you hear about in football yep. or any type of contact sport injury. Kind of n- hand went numb, and uh, basically laid uh, in bed for or on a lazy boy chair for a couple days. Quit. Had a hard time even washing my hair. Every time I raised my arms up, my upper back and neck would hurt. Finally, my mom said, "Enough's enough." You've been laying here. You've been taking some ibuprofen. Let's get you to let me. Let's try the chiropractic. And okay. within a couple treatments, two, three, four treatments, I was finally back doing the things I enjoyed. So that was my experience yeah. from so, a, from a high school age. Yeah, yeah. Sometime in that in that high school time, and and you were sometime within elementary. Elementary, school yeah. That. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, elementary school, you're not thinking, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Right. 
Uh, at what point did uh, did that transition into, hey, maybe this is what I want to do? Yeah, well, I was always, I, I don't, I guess growing up in an Italian family, I always wanted to take care of people. I love helping people. Okay. And um, so that love for helping people, I wasn't sure if I wanted to help animals or babies or just, just um, you know, anyone. And um, as I was seeing the chiropractor, I actually, eventually, after wearing the brace, I went to a chiropractor, and she just said, well, have you ever thought about becoming a chiropractor, helping people all the time? And that eventually evolved into an internship. She offered me a position okay. at her place and all that. So. And, and how old were you, do you remember, when, so when that I conversation? So I was 12. Okay. Yep. So still and really early. Still really early. <laughs> okay. Yep. And I saw her for many years, and eventually she said... Well, I think you'd make a really good chiropractor. She just kept pushing the chiropractic thing. And I just, I was like, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to help people and, you know, make a living doing it, why not? Yep. I I think I was either going to be a professional baseball player or the president of the United States when I was 12. (laughs) So you're way ahead. You're way ahead. Um, And then I guess I'll I'll direct the same thing to you because I love learning uh, when people start getting more serious about what their careers are going to end up being. So you had the personal impact when you were in high school. Yeah. did you, prior to that, have any idea of what you wanted to go to school for, what you wanted to do in your life? Well, I always told my uh, my grandfather and my parents I was going to be an eye doctor, eye surgeon. Okay. Because I had eye surgery as a young boy. Uh, okay. I had some, uh, you know, strabismus, uh, you know, uh, cross-eye type of issues as a baby, and I had that corrected. So I always told him I was going to, you know, become that eye surgeon, yep. so to speak. Um, but as I got had that experience, I, it shifted gears. And uh, as I was approaching uh, high school, probably my junior year, I, I thought I was going to probably pursue chiropractic. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the theme today is just things that happen to you when you're younger. So you have true. a dramatic impact on, on today. Absolutely. It so, does. It leaves yeah. an impression on you. Yeah. So I guess that kind of leads me to what I was going to ask both of you uh, later, Mark. What's one type of, of major impact that not necessarily led you to uh, into what you're doing today as a business standpoint, mm-hmm. but just what's some sort of memory that you went through that impacted your life or you personally, and, and how did it shape you? More per- like... Yeah, on a, on a more personal, personal level, uh, just whether it led to a philosophy in life, or an outlook of, hey, this is this is how I want to do things or lead my life, that type of standpoint? Um, so not not necessarily in, when I was in my professional career, but yeah. even before that? Yeah, yeah, anytime. Yeah, I mean, my uh, just for me, it was always, you know, uh, if you work hard enough, you spend enough time of doing what you want to do, what you enjoy, and not to ever give up and just... Uh, you, there's going to be people around you that are always better. I was never, obviously, if you know me well enough, I was never the biggest kid. Uh, never grew up to be the biggest adult. <laughs> but I, you try to use my, my, my brain as much as I could, uh, whatever heart that I had to be the best version that I thought I could be. And I think I put myself up against people that were better than me, which in turn me, lifted me up and mm-hmm. made me a better uh, person, uh, better professionally, better yeah. uh, athletics. Yep. And my grandfather always said, just, you know, keep trying, keep trying, and uh, don't ever give up. So I, I still remember those words. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. And, and surrounding yourself with, with people that push you and advance you and make you live a, a better, stronger mm-hmm. life is, is really interesting. Yeah, and, and realizing that for as my younger years, I'd always try to get up to that level, meaning I'd be upset if I didn't ever achieve okay. that level. But then to, as I've gotten older to realize, hey, as long as you're doing the best you can, you're just living up to you. And, yep. and um, you try and try, but hey, sometimes, you know, we, sometimes we reach a ceiling, you know. Yep. But you keep trying. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Did you have something that, that impacted you, uh, same thing, more on a, a personal level of how you wanted to lead your life? Um, I would just say the similar. Um, <clears throat> my parents both just always instilled in me that, honestly, I could do whatever it is I want to do in life. There's no, you know, not to hold back. Um, you know, stuff was going to be challenging, and, um, you know, I always did fairly well in school, so it wasn't an issue of, you know, do I have the smarts? It was, okay, do I have the will, you know, the will, and like Mark said, just keep, you know, just keep pushing until you get to where you, where you want to be. Yeah, and building the the confidence in you to, to believe that you can do Mm -hmm. those things kind of outside your, your normal comfort zone. Exactly. Okay. So obviously this is called success defined. Yeah. So we're we're taking a look at what success looks like for you guys. But before we get into what that is today, what was that for a, an 18, 20-year-old version of, of yourself? Because it, your thoughts and beliefs way back when you're in elementary school, high school, college, mm-hmm. it obviously changes as you mature. So what was success for you back then? Either of you can jump in okay, there. Okay, um, well success for me at 18, uh, was uh, obviously not just graduating high school, but graduating at a at a high enough level as far as uh, GPA, so you can get into a decent college, uh, be able to okay. uh, be able to take those prerequisites that you're going to need to get into potentially chiropractic school. So the the sciences, uh, the math, and all that. So for me, that was what my my, my goal was, and and basically from a close family that we were, you know. Uh, close Italian family, I was kind of picked up every time. It was like positive reinforcement. Uh, my grandparents were always there for most of my life uh, through high school, and you know every time I I did well, they always reaffirmed, you know me. Okay. Great job, um, you're doing well. You know um, baseball, you know you're playing you're playing at a good level. Um, so the, I always really enjoyed that that reinforcement and the and I guess on the downside when they passed and they I didn't have that reinforcement as well as much because they were no longer here um, that was difficult to that was a difficult transition to have all this positive affirmation Um, not that my parents didn't give it to me but I really looked up to my grandparents they were like um, they were like my second parents and so when that when they passed that was kind of a hard thing to realize that life's not always going to lift you up and you're going to have to pick yourself up. Yep. But that was success for me at 18 is um, getting good grades, graduating school, um, you know, trying to get to the baseball championship. I mean, that was success for me. Okay, perfect. And I want to get to the same thing with you, but you hit on something I want to dig into a little bit deeper. Uh, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of uh, your relationship with your grandparents, it was almost external building you up. Yes. 
what did the the transition from having that support outside to then having to rely on on internal motivation and and self awareness and things like that? What did that look like for you? Because that's got to be difficult it, for uh, for a young man to it go. It was um, uh, for I floundered for a couple of years um, when I lost them. Uh, I actually put the chiropractic. Um, degree on on back on a back burner it actually I kind of put it away like but I basically put it on a shelf and never thought I was going to touch it again um, was not able to sustain the grades in chemistry or uh, trigonometry you know math mm-hmm. so therefore I I went to a, a safe degree a, a business administration degree okay. for my associates I went to a two-year school junior college um, and got through I didn't do great um, compared to what my high school grades were, I was usually an A student. Probably was more like a CB student in in my two year junior college. Um, just a lot of soul searching, I think. A lot of looking deep and and realizing that my grandparents would want more uh, from me. Yeah. Uh, took a lot. Of, I think a little uh, pity party for a while, just feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like angry that why did they leave not that they had a choice you know? right, right. <laughs> they didn't choose obviously to die um, but realizing then they would want more yep. from me okay. they would and so uh, grades started to improve um, actually excuse me I transferred to a, a four-year school and I, I transferred to a sport management degree so it kind of took the business administration degree but then kind of got back into the exercise science so it was kind of like geared at getting you well, um, getting you prepared for a corporate wellness program. Okay. A lot of companies will hire uh, yeah. wellness professionals to kind of help their employees be healthier, to cut back on healthcare costs. So that was what I was, I was gearing up for. Started grades, started improving, starting to get A's again and, and uh, B's. And so that, that book that I had put on the shelf about becoming a chiropractor said, Geez, I'm kind of enjoying this learning process again. Why don't we start doubling up and taking the organic chem, the physics? Mm-hmm. And I kind of packed that all in in summers, you know, summer programs up in uh, my four-year degree uh, school up in New Hampshire and got back on track to, uh, to go to chiropractic college. Yeah. So Really interesting. It did, it did, you know, make a turn. Yeah. <laughs> took, yeah. A lot, took a little while to turn the boat, but we finally turned yeah. it. Um, the journey's never a straight line, right? That's, yeah. uh, so that's, that's interesting. So let's go to success for you as a, a teenager or just starting college, that kind of range. What was what was your definition of success back then? Um, it's a definition of it. Why do I have to follow you? <laughs> you can you can lead with the next one. <laughs> just be um, you. <laughs> so it was success for me at eighteen, man, I I don't I mean, just getting through school. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure my car was filled with gas. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I can't even at 18. Um, my dad had a severe injury as a mm-hmm. police officer and YPD, okay. and he had a brain trauma. So at 18, let's see, I was 14 when it happened. So it was four years into it. So um, I was still living at home, and my dad was... Uh, he spent a year in the hospital trying to learn how to walk and talk and yeah. all that again. So he was at home and um, just trying to, you know, make sure. So his personality was a lot different after the injury. And, you know, um, it was a tough transition for the family. So I remember just trying to be a peacemaker at 18, mm-hmm. trying not to, okay. um, you know, there was enough. My mom was going through enough with my dad. Yeah, and, so not 
Just not rock the boat. Just not rocking the boat, yep. exactly. Yep. Um, just getting through college. Um, I ended up with a full scholarship to, to college, and, um, you know, that made my parents happy. You yeah, know, so just you. not disappointing, you okay. know, and, and mm-hmm. just um, trying to stay on track. Mm-hmm. I think I knew I wanted to be, again, help people, but I think... I was not sure if I wanted to be a medical doctor or, yeah. you know, I just wanted to be a doctor of some sort. Yep. So I was studying for the MCAT and, you know, going right. through. So, yeah, yeah. just real, um, you know, school focused yep. and, you know, trying to keep the peace at home. Yeah. That was, yep. that was my thing. So let's let's transition now out of uh, kind of your background and, and past and start going into the business side of things. So first off, um, and I want to hit on this a lot the, the stereotype of, of couples running a business mm-hmm. together is obviously extremely difficult, right? You hear a lot of, of horror stories about it. So yeah. I want to make sure that we focus a lot on that because I'm yeah. sure listeners are and, and viewers, there are people in that situation, whether they want to start a venture mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. or they're in the midst of it and they're yeah. out at sea and they're trying to figure out where, where to go. Mm-hmm. Sure. So where did you two meet and, and talk to me a little bit about, about how that relationship started? Would you like to lead? No, you can go ahead. Sure. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll have you. I'll just correct you. So we met in uh, Seneca Falls, which is a town between Syracuse and Rochester, and that's where the chiropractic college was. And I believe it was 1998 we met at the uh, the uh, college's uh, gym. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much been together ever since. Uh, so what's that? 20 years almost that we've been uh, coming up mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of yep. where we met and and, and then so you you were together and, and then you you guys graduate uh, from chiropractic yeah. school and then start to go into your career mm-hmm. so obviously you didn't jump day one we had talked about this about you didn't jump right away into owning a business and, and running it yourselves um, so you worked for other people prior is that right Yes. And, and what were uh, what were some of the things that, that you learned just at the very beginning? Because when you jump into a career at first, you think you know everything until you get there on day one, and then you realize you really don't. So, yeah. so what are what are some of those things that led you to success as you then transitioned into owning your own companies? I think I, I realized that uh, I always came out very humble, and uh, and that's kind of I think one of my strengths is just. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. make it, you know, it, it takes time. And, and yep. even when you think you know something, things change so much. Um, but working for those people uh, made me realize, I think, keeping things simple is the best. Yeah. Um, simple, you mean, in how you're working with, with your clients and making sure that it, it's on a level that they understand? Yeah, simple, that, and also uh, try not to get too complicated, adding too many... Too, too many things, uh, too many moving parts, okay. keeping your, your systems uh, uh, efficient and simple. Um, okay. A lot of times you can get pretty complicated with your, and they can bog you down as far as how long it takes you to get through different things. Yep. Um, I learned obviously what I wanted to do clinically and what I didn't, how I wanted to treat people, how I didn't yep. want to treat people. I knew I didn't want a, a clinic or an office that was um, just pumping people through. Um, that's, you know, meaning you see that in the medical profession nowadays. You see it in a lot of healthcare. It dictated a lot of times by insurance. Um, okay. Um, 
the insurance models changed over the years, yeah. over the past 10, 15, 20 years. We've seen now people with higher deductibles. Um, you know, they're paying more the cost of the of the health care. But I want them to feel like they're getting health care. Um, I don't want them to feel like they're just getting a, um, a pat on the back or yeah. a, a Band-Aid and then sending them off yep. on their way. I want them to feel like they're getting treated and they're getting results. Yeah, and it's more about the the long-term relationship mm-hmm. than it is just, well, you said Band-Aid, which yeah. is probably the, the best word. You're not just putting a Band-Aid on something. Yeah. You're learning about them, developing the relationship, mm-hmm. and being able to serve them so they benefit for the long-term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We, I think we, you know, talking, it's not not so much transactional anymore. Like yeah. you said, more relationship building. Yep. And uh, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy developing those relationships. I enjoy seeing the lights come on in their mind when they, they kind of, it makes sense to them what okay. we're doing and we try to explain not just the what but the why I think that's important okay great so then Jolene you had a, a couple positions prior to uh, you guys running your own company and, and Mark you had three or four yeah so Jolene can you talk about that transition of being an employee to being an employer because it's a really interesting story and, and a lot of the people listening and watching they there's a lot of people that never went through an acquisition of a company on either side, buying or selling. Yes. And, uh, and I was on the selling side on, on my first company, so mm-hmm. I saw that. But hearing it from the acquisition side and, and the situation you were in, I, I think it's a great story. So, so can you jump into that and you guys can kind of go from there? Okay. Sure. So I worked in um, New York for the chiropractor that treated me. I worked for her for <clears throat> a couple years until we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And then we came down here. And actually, while I was up there, I interviewed with another position in Lincolnton, and I, um, I did get that position as an associate there. And he was a chiropractor who was in business 15, 17 years, something in that range. Yep. And um, it was my job in his office to build you know, my, my own personal clientele and go out and market and do my own thing, which is hot. I mean, it's tough to go into an office that's been there 20 years and expect people to see somebody brand new, um, especially somebody from a whole different state. So, um, I ended up, I, you know, did pounded the pavement and did my thing and worked to, um, I think I was seeing about 115 patient visits a week inside his office. And, um, then he would send me to seminars and I would hear, I would learn that I was the million dollar associate to him and, you know, I kind of snuck in on, I had my own seminar as an associate and then I would like peek into his room where the doctors, the owners were being, um, had their own seminar and I was like, you know what, I think I want to be in, in that room. In that room, room not I think I'm done with room. being, right, the okay. million dollar associate. Okay. So. Um, but I did, um, I ended up, so where Mark was working, um, he asked me to come, that, that doctor that owned that practice asked me or invited me to do the marketing at his office. Okay. We had started, or not me, but the doctor I worked for had started a, a multidisciplinary clinic. So he had, a, it was him, he was a chiropractor, but he was doing the more managerial role. He had hired a medical doctor, he had hired an athletic trainer to do the rehab. He had me as the, one of the chiropractors. and. Okay. Um, he really wanted Jolene to again help with the marketing to help, mm-hmm. uh, but also to see patients as she was recruiting. And uh, so I said, "Geez," I said, "You know, uh, we need a job." Right. <laughs> and, and were you were you guys still engaged at that point? Were you married? That's a good point. We were, were we just married? about to buy the condo, so we must have been. 
I forget if we were. I think we got married. Maybe married that June. That June. Okay. So right on, June. right on the cusp. Right on the cusp of getting married. Everything US. happened all yeah. at yeah. once for us. Getting yeah. a condo, buying a condo, getting a, uh, get, being newly married in June, and this was around my birthday in April. So, but yeah, so she, she. And it was a tough choice for us because I was doing fairly well at yeah. that other clinic, but he promised us that. You know, we he would get us right. You know, almost keep get, us get salary would be right there, right you know, okay. in line, and then it would just grow from there. But um, so yeah, you came over, and within I don't I forget if it was uh within three months. Uh, well, he remodeled his office, yeah. changed everything, and he bit off more than he. Could he did a lot, of, a lot, a little too quickly. That's okay. all. Um, so yeah, the overhead was getting too immense, and so uh, he came to. I wasn't happy. Uh, I was actually getting a little burnt out. I was looking to get back into uh. Uh, becoming a uh, you know a personal, personal trainer, trainer again. I just wanted to get out of okay. it for a little just while. Just something to escape. Something to escape. Situation. I just wanted to kind of. I was kind of burnt out from working for three or four other people, not quite finding um, the practice I was looking for as far as how I wanted to practice and how I wanted to treat people. Yeah. That was the main thing. Okay. Um, so he was about. I knew he was going to call us into, or call me into to let me go. But he because he bit up more, more than he, than could, he could chew. chew. Yeah. We knew the ta- the buzz was in the, the office. That, you know, and the so, banks were calling. I mean, it was okay. very obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So when he brought us both in, I said, I, you know, he said, I, I got to talk to you guys about something. I said, I know, Paul. I said, um, I want to, you know, if you need to let anybody go, please let it be me. I said, Jolene's doing a great job with the marketing. She's really working hard. I said, I'm not really in it. Um, I want to change gears right now. He goes, no, no, you don't understand. I need to let you both go. <laughs> so, with that being said, I basically kind of, uh, I wanted to buy some time. So, I, I asked him, I said, listen, I said, I know big companies will sometimes do a kind of a cut across the board, meaning mm-hmm. cut, you know, payroll across the board. Yeah. I didn't want to, but I said, if you could do anything like that where, you know, I don't mind taking a cut, but yeah. if you could kind of. To give you time to figure out what we want to do. I said, because it's both of you, right? Just getting married. It's not like you had one of you at one place with an income and you're losing one income. It's going from two full-time employees to both of you are looking for something else. Right, right. At the same time. So I asked him nice. Fun fun time for newlyweds. No stress. No stress. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I I pled my case and he's like, you know, let me think about it. So the next day he said, you know, we're going to do a, 20% 20% cut across all the payroll, you know, something, you know, something like that. I said for a temporary period. Yeah, he's yeah. telling you know, give I can give you another, you know, maybe three months to see, you know, if we can turn it around. And at this time, we were going to close on a condo in Davidson. Okay. And we lived. Where did we live? Oh, we—that's the condo we lived in. Right? Yeah. We rented that we, for a little bit. Yeah, Is we did right? a, a we did a buyback uh, option. Lease option to lease own. Option. Yeah. And so I knew the gentleman, the gentleman was an older gentleman, a uh, great guy, um, and he lived right below me. And I had rented this, this condo from him for the past year, and it was time to buy. And We still had our, our W-2, so we could still buy it. <laughs> um, and I said to him, I said, after we closed, I said, shortly after the next day, I said, I know, you know, um, you own, I think you own these condos outright, correct? Because, yeah, he goes, uh, you know, there was no mortgage on either one of them. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, probably in his late 60s, early 70s. I said, listen, Jolene and I have an opportunity to buy a chiropractic office here in Davidson. Okay. And I said, I've gone to the SBA. You know, I've got $150,000 in student loans. 
I said, they're not really running to give me any no. money. I don't no. understand why. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. They yep. just um, laughed at us. <laughs> so I said, you know, uh, would you be interested in lending, you know, me some money? Mm-hmm. We knew him less than a year. Less than a year. Or just about a year. Well, and uh, he said, yeah, how much you need? Well, I said, uh, well, long story. I hate to, Well, anyway, he lent me... $25,000. Okay. okay. The purchase of the practice was 60000 maybe? Yeah. But the interesting thing about the practice right. that we were looking to buy was we used to, when we, because we lived in Davidson, I'm like, it would be so great to own this practice. And I would just drive up to the window of Davidson Chiropractic and peek in. And the owner was, um, we went to school with her up in New York. Oh, really? Okay. So then I don't know how it all happened, but she ended up having a child with uh, special needs and she heard that we were leaving the practice in Mm -hmm. Huntersville or getting um, let go and she called that office and said "Um, I have an opportunity for you guys Wow! and that's the part that always blows my mind it just happened to be the practice (laughs) I always wanted and um, it was a husband-wife team and we were a husband-wife team we practiced the same because we went to the same Same college So, um, so that's what led us to okay. Now, how do we get the money? How do we get the funding for this? Yes, yeah. yeah. This sounds fantastic. It's, it, it's, uh, yeah. it's it sounds like a really good fit. But then, how do you actually make it happen exactly with right. one hundred fifty thousand dollars of student loans, and yes. you're you're losing your current yeah. income? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So one of the, I end up getting three different private investors to help fund fund it. One was the gentleman who owned the condo, and that was basically half. It was just under half of. Yeah, he gave did. us twenty five thousand. He said, "Let's just do a balloon payment at the end of. If you need more time, fine. Okay. Just pay me eight percent interest." Doctor Park was a medical doctor who since passed. Um, he was a medical doctor. He had worked at that clinic that we were getting like getting let go from. from. Yeah. I had met him at a. He was Korean, uh, from South Korea. Uh, I can still hear his voice. Um, we met at a Chinese restaurant, and I said to Ty, I said, Ty, there's a clinic I'd like to purchase. I said, would you mind be interested in investing? I knew him would less than mind? a year, too. You're probably not mind, would you? <laughs> would, you would you be interested? <laughs> would you be interested? Well, yeah, would you be interested? And he said, well, how much you need? I said, well, I said, it's I need 65000 for the purchase price, but I probably need about $20,000 of like living expenses for a few yeah. years. Yeah. Few months, okay. You know, till the, the accounts receivable start coming in. Yeah. Because well, I can do forty thousand. Forty thousand, okay. And I can remember him taking his Bank of America checkbook and in the Chinese restaurant right there. and just writing me a check for wow. forty thousand. And we had I printed up a, a little promissory note, and then I had one other chiropractor friend do the same thing. She uh, she had lent us twenty thousand. Okay. And she goes, "What's everybody else interest rate give?" I said, "About eight percent." She goes. That's fine. She goes, do a three-year term. <laughs> and so she wrote us a $20,000 yeah. check. And then, um, you know, within three years, I, I paid everybody back. Yeah. Um, and then we, we bought the practice. Yeah. And, and, and so you had you had set up all three of those uh, deals for investors not to give up equity, but almost a, a just a loan standpoint. Right, just so a loan. So that way, long-term, you could keep all the equity in the company. Right. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But... Also, that doesn't just happen, right? No. They, you don't just have somebody pull out a checkbook and write you a check for for twenty five, forty thousand, whatever, exactly. whatever it is for all those points. I think so. It's the it was it goes back to the relationship, not just with um, your business, but both of you. It sounds like you have focused on relationships throughout exactly. your entire yeah, life. Yeah, I think the one thing that they always told us is they knew the type of people we were. Yeah, and they knew I would not let that. Yep. I would not 
they'll be delinquent on that loan right or whatever right. it took I was yeah. gonna get if it if it took a little extra time it took a little mm-hmm. extra time but wow. I made an important point to try to pay it off even sooner because yep. I, I appreciated their uh, confidence in us and yep. and uh, trust in us and so um that was a that was just a that was probably one of the highlights of mm-hmm. of uh, me starting my career yeah you know, Absolutely. to have that uh, that that trust that they yeah, believed in absolutely. us yeah. Um, so Jolene, were you a part of all those conversations? Was it Mark doing the uh, one-on-one conversation? What did that look like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was like, I could not imagine somebody who knew us less than a year or just about a year just writing a check for $25,000. And it was never even, he just went and knocked on the door downstairs. Yeah. I'm just going to go do it. And so so tell, me, <laughs> tell, tell me your response, because this is really interesting. Tell me your response when, when Mark comes to you and is like, hey, this is a it's possibility. Ours. It's actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, part of me was absolutely like, oh my gosh, all these people are, I mean, how are we going to pay them back? Like, right, that was right, the right. initial reaction. The, the fear of this is reality now. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but I don't know. I just know he, he never failed. He has yet to <laughs> fail at anything okay. since I've known him. So um, it just, I, I just had to have faith and confidence yeah. and Again, just you know, just work at uh, being the best that we can be, and okay. know that that was going to be yeah. that was going to do it for us. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so let's fast forward a little bit more yeah. now, and, and you're you guys are running the company together, and this is what I alluded to earlier. I want to hear I want to hear what it's like, both positive and and yeah. negative, uh, running a company at, as a couple. So. What's uh, what's been your experience? Because you've you've been doing this for a while now. You've obviously there's ups and downs with it with every type of business. So so let people know a little bit into that aspect of running the business together. Um, well, I think it's a little more complicated when um, there are two professionals and they each kind of have their own. Um, foundation that they started on because yeah. there's different philosophies in chiropractic mm-hmm. so he was a sports injury and I just happened to have a scoliosis a genetic issue okay. so um, but I think we made it work um, I did most of the administration administrative okay. marketing kind of stuff yeah. and um, he did most of the treating um, in the beginning especially and then we got to a point where we had an employee and we both did our own kind of treating, and we had our separate patients, mm-hmm. and we had some patients that would see either one of us. Um, but I, you know, other than, I mean, it's been, <laughs> it's it's been seven, uh, seventeen. Oh yeah, so we're approaching. Uh, took over in May of '03, so, so approaching fifteen years. years. Yeah, fifteen this 15 year. Fifteen years this year. Yeah, it's, I don't know where the time went, but <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for us, I mean, for me, it's the the benefits is, geez, I mean, we do get to, I still, I wouldn't change it, you know, even though we, I mean, to know I've spent, even though we've been married now, what, uh, 16 years Mm -hmm. coming up, we've probably spent about 30 years together because we're basically doubling the amount of time. Like we don't have an eight hour day. We're not with each other. Try not to take it for granted. That's one thing I try to do is not take it for granted Uh, as much as it becomes so not mundane, but uh, habitual that we see each other. Yeah. I don't want to take that for granted because I do enjoy seeing her. It's very comforting to know she's got my 
no pun intended, got my back. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, you know, she's always there to um, bail me out if I need something. I mean... I'm trying not to let it consume us so when we get home... I was right. just going to ask that. When when you come home from work, are you able to turn it off? Are you able... Or are you... Are you guys after dinner uh, and your son goes to bed talking about business all night long? I think Alec helps us turn it off because okay. we have a, a new focus, mm-hmm. right, when we come home. So we have a new focus. So Alec helps kind of lighten the load. Uh, the kid will make you laugh yep. <laughs> nonstop. Um, but, yeah, I think that he takes the load off uh, and uh, allows us to kind of just be Jolene and Mark again, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, be a parent and uh, just enjoy time with him reading to him but in the office I guess you know to answer your question I mean I wouldn't change anything the the difficult time is because I'm quote being the in the doctor role um, sometimes if I had a front desk if it wasn't Jolene I might suggest certain things okay and I think it could be come across to a spouse that yeah. you're trying to tell them what to do when it would versus working versus together working together and just making some sort of suggestion from an outside person like you would if you had anybody at the yeah. front desk yeah, yeah, or yeah. doing that type so that's kind of you know you don't want to be thought of by your spouse as um, bossy bossy or telling what to do <laughs> oh, trying to make suggestions <laughs> of how you'd have anybody do that yeah. that front desk job okay yeah and she has got suggestions for me of how I should practice right so up. of course of course <laughs> Uh, at the very beginning of, of starting this company, what was the process of, of deciding the roles, the responsibilities, or was it kind of trial by fire? Deciding the roles, that's interesting. Well, Mark kind of is opposed to answering the phones. Okay. <laughs> that kind of that kind of put me in the position a little bit. And then, but your your background also had that marketing experience, whereas, whereas right. it doesn't sound True. like yours did. No, that's not playing into my strengths. I, I mean, okay. I'm more of an educator. Once yeah. a patient's with me, I'm not okay. so much of uh, handling uh, questions or. Yeah. Um, and insurance. calls insurance type and it sounds like you're more comfortable on that end yeah and you you thrive in that type of role yes and just from what you were saying with that that first position where you did that and you were the the million dollar employee right. or million dollar associate that you uh you were able to thrive in that type of situation uh, that's true yes. so so was it an actual sit down and say hey this is this is what i'm good at this is what i'm good at or or was it uh just no kind of go i just I was okay. I just knew that that was going to be my okay. my focus. Okay. I just yeah. Yep. I was okay with that. I mean, not okay. that I, I I enjoy treating patients, but I was okay. I knew he was the better communicator, and in our field, that's super yep. important. Yep, yep. It, and it's the same thing with what I do, right? You can't talk over people's heads, or, or there's not going to be a comfort level mm-hmm. at any point, and you're not going to be able to develop that relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in what you're doing. If you can. Right communicate what's going on and why you get buy-in you can empower your mm-hmm. clients things like that mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah, yeah. um so if you were and we'll start with you mm-hmm. uh this time so you don't have to follow mark for this <laughs> one um if you were to say one thing to somebody a couple uh, a, a spouse or two spouses that they're about to start a company together uh-huh. what's one piece of advice that you would give them one piece of advice and I think it would be know when to turn it off. I mean, no, okay. you know, work hard, like you're, you know, 
throughout the day, your eight hour day, whatever it is, but then know when you get home, you need to be able to turn it off and be a couple again. And yeah. that's, um, I think that's... That helps keep the sanity has, in the relationship? Yes, yep. absolutely. Okay. Interesting. What about you? Yeah. I think taking the time to still do things outside of work, mm-hmm. like whether it be a, you know going out for a date night, out to dinner, um, I mean, that's my favorite thing to do is go out to dinner, you know, go to a movie every now and then, just spend that kind of quiet time to talk about other things other than than work. Okay. Um, and, and even with a child to, again, um, that even then adds into, you know, time away from your spouse, meaning as far as a, you know, quality, quality time versus just being with them. So I think, yeah, having that, taking time out to go out on a date. <coughs> Perfect. No, I like that. Um, because a lot of that goes just back to making sure that you guys put your relationship at the forefront mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Because otherwise the business can consume you. Mm-hmm. What it sounds a lot like. Yes. Okay. That's true. Yeah. All right. So let's let's pivot towards the uh, the last section of, okay. of the, the podcast and the show. Um, I want to dive into your, your principles, your philosophies mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so Mark, we're going to start with you this time. Okay. All right. We'll give Jolene a little bit more time to think about this one. Uh, one thing that I focus a lot on personally is is having three pillars in my life. And what I mean by that is having three things that are just, they're my main focus, they're what my version of success is, right? So if I'm focusing on these things, it means I'm, I'm doing what I think is successful in my life. So for me, that means I wanna be focusing on, on my family, my health, and my business. Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing one of those three things or something within those categories, uh, I feel good that I'm moving forward and growing as a person. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick three, and that's an arbitrary number, yeah. so it could be two, it could be four. Sure. Uh, if you had to pick pillars in your life, what does that look like for you? Hmm. Well, I, I think I, I hate to piggyback off you, man, okay. but... Uh, I shouldn't have said my no. three. <laughs> but no, uh, family, um, okay. obviously Jolene and my son Alec, and my, uh, my mom and dad, they're real close to me, so I enjoy uh, spending time with them. Because, you know, I think the main thing is you never know how much time you have, you know, here on this earth, and I want to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes business can kind of get you, kind of take you away from that. You figure, yeah. fi- uh, forget what's important. Health, um, you know, as you know, uh, enjoy the CrossFit community. Right, yeah, we, uh, we work out together, yeah, for, yes. for those of you who don't know. So that's, uh, uh, that's how we first met. So, yeah, yeah. obviously your health and, and working out very, is, is important to both Very important, because also... To me, it reflects on who I'm working with in my business. Um, I don't know about anybody who's been to a doctor before, but you know, if I have a patient coming to me, or if I have a, if I'm a patient going to a doctor, I like to see the doctors in relatively good shape. Um, okay. You know, Almost like you're an example. Yeah, you need. I think you're living what you living preach. Living what I preach. Um, you know, I wouldn't ask somebody to do. You know, if I want people to move well, I wouldn't do something that I wouldn't be comfortable having them do. Okay. Um, so health is very important. And then um, maybe, uh, let's see, a third thing, growth. And I think you uh, always want to learn new things, you know. Yeah. Never want to be stagnant. I want to learn more things clinically. I want to see what's the best evidence of the day that's showing that we should do for patients with musculoskeletal type pain. Okay. I want to know how to improve. You talked about your business. How can I better serve or educate? get my message out to, to people 
so that we can help save them from unneeded back surgeries, unneeded yep. uh, opioid medication that we see a lot, hear a lot about in the news now. Um, so I always want to. How about new marketing tactics? You know, using social media, um, YouTube, different types of things. Yep. So I always like to learn more about how to grow. Uh, it could be spiritually. Um, some some weeks or some days, uh, reading the Bible. Um, I want to grow clinically and grow from a business yeah. owner perspective. Yep. So those are the three main pillars, I think. Yeah, yeah no, I like that. I like that. And the third one is uh, it's all-encompassing, right? It's you want to keep improving in everything in your life and uh, honing your craft, but also honing yourself on a personal level. Yeah, yeah I like that. Okay, so you were able to have a little time to, Hi, to think. So It's very similar. Okay. Um, so family for sure. Um, you know, and, and you were talking earlier, it sounds like that's always been really relevant in your life. Always. So, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, and Alec is just, I mean, he brings us, you know, so much joy. Um, so that would be first family. Um, second, I would say health as well. Um, you know, I just, um, we believe in practicing what we preach, um, yeah, I mean, and that just isn't just physical health, mental health, you okay. know, staying. Yeah. yeah, that's a good um, point to bring that up as well because people hear health and they think physically, they think what's on the exterior, but really good point to uh, to say it's not just the physical. It really isn't. And um, staying strong for Alec and, um, you know, just don't get burdened with the small things. Okay. Um, and then third, I would <clears throat> probably say... Um, pretty important to me, which I need to get better at, is stepping outside your comfort zone. Okay. Um, kind of growth. In order to grow, mm-hmm. you need to step outside your comfort zone. Um, yeah, I think that would be, those would be our three, okay. my three. Yep, yep. And, and a lot of crossover, which makes sense sure. because you guys, you're aligned, right? A lot of right. what you are talking about, you're living every day. And, and so there's going to be a lot of crossover. So that makes perfect sense. Okay, so the second uh, kind of principal question um, with your son, um, and we'll start with you this time. Okay. Uh, if you could leave only one or two principles or words of wisdom to your son, yeah. uh, what would that be? What would those lessons be for him? Um, for him, I would say um, find something that makes you happy and, um, you know, just just grow with that um you know whatever it is that makes you happy is really what you should turn into your your Mm -hmm. you you should turn into your career okay um like mine was you know getting people better and helping people um and i turned that into my career so i think just you know because happiness is is everything and you know i feel like if you're not happy what doing what you're doing you'll never succeed okay yeah yeah Nice. Perfect. Mm-hmm. What about for you? One or, one or two principles, life lessons that you'd want to leave with them? I think for Alec, uh, always be willing to try new things. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people have opinions of certain things. Even if you already think that it's, it's not going to work for you or um, it doesn't make sense, you can always get something out of going to an event, going to a certain sport and trying new things because you don't know what you'll hear. It might totally go against what you're, what you're thinking. So try new things, be willing to try new things. And then once you, you know, don't ever give up, you know, don't, 
that was a big thing and part of me yeah. at a young age. Don't ever yeah. give up. If you, especially if you, like Jolene said, if you find something you you enjoy, don't give up. You know, keep keep pushing forward. Nice. Take I like that. I like that. Okay, so final two. Mm-hmm. We're nearing the end. All here. right. Okay. All right. So, what's one thing? And either of you can start with this one. But what's one thing that you see happening today that you would want to change or stop? And it could be. Could be anything. It doesn't need to be uh, related to your business, but it certainly can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I could change. Oh, geez. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just healthcare in general. Okay. Uh, just maybe because I'm, a, I like to see for somehow, some way. Um, I see it both on both sides of the spectrum as a consumer of healthcare mm-hmm. and as a provider of healthcare. Right. I've talked to more and more doctors nowadays. Uh, medical doctors that are saying they're ready to get out of the profession. They're not producing enough uh, uh, internists, medical doctors, and uh, their workload is just unbelievable. So I don't know if we're getting the right health care today that we should be uh, coming, you know, in America. Okay. Doctors are working 80 hours a week to do, uh, to not just see patients, but to complete documentation for that. Um, and patients are paying a good portion of this now with these deductibles, high deductible plans, $10,000 deductibles, $15,000 deductibles, and the premiums are just through the roof. They're paying mm-hmm. one to 1500 a month. It's costing people twelve dollars to $18,000 a year just for benefits with really no no medical benefit, meaning right. you, you're coming out of pocket the first $10,000, $15,000. So I'm afraid people aren't going to get the care that they need, um, not so much even with what we do, but God forbid checks for you know cancer yeah. um, whether it be uh, uh, mammograms um, you know uh, got, uh, colonoscopies for colon cancer just you name it yeah. I'm afraid people are going to be putting off uh, care that they need and in, in, and actually it's going to I'm afraid it's going to kill us um, prematurely right right um, so that's the thing I hope uh, we can see some change okay. going forward yep um, just for 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 our whole society. Yeah, and you've got the unique perspective of being on both sides of the table there. Yeah, so you get to see it on both sides. What about you? What's one thing that you see going on that you'd want to change today? Um, I think one of our, well, I'll speak for myself. One of my (laughs) biggest pet peeves is people not taking responsibility um, for whatever it is. Responsibility for their health or, you know, responsibility for your teenager who's acting up or, you know, as a parent. Um, I just, I just think people need to be um, more willing to accept, you know, that blame, um, and say they're sorry more often, yeah. and you know, just, you know, the whole, um, just be kinder to people, and yeah, just taking responsibility for themselves. Yes, yeah. take responsibility. Okay. Um, you know, and and. That's so important to um, pass on to your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and that goes back to, to self awareness also. If you're yes. if you're self aware and you're comfortable with yourself, then you're going to be able to take responsibility yes. for yourself because you can identify what's going on, and right. that's where people continue to improve because yes. they're willing to take a, a look at that. Yes. Okay. Like an inner reflection, right? That's right. That's right. The whole external versus internal. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. Last one. We'll end with this because it's the name of the show. Uh, for both of you. What is your definition of success today, 
and then you can follow up if you want of a couple things that you're doing, um, actions, habits, things like that to help you lead a life that's working towards your own version of success. What's my definition of success today? My definition of success today is basically educating people um, in the community about mm-hmm. what you know, what we can offer, what we can do to help them. You know, help them avoid um, opioids, help them avoid spinal surgeries, help them avoid um, life of of dysfunction, meaning not just pain. I think what brings us people to us is pain, but Ultimately, it's not being able to play with your grandson. Right, it's not right. being able to go enjoy your greatest workout. You know, um, those are that to me. That's success. Just educating. Um, um, I mean, helping you know, helping people reach their goals helps mm-hmm. me reach my goals. You know, yep. um, um, it does me no good to try to get somebody to do something if they don't understand why they're doing it yep. okay so when they get it everything else falls into place yep. um, and uh, what I'm doing to kind of reach those goals um, I'm a kind of a, I'm a morning person I rise early probably about 4:30 in the morning I'm up that's when I have my quiet time I kind of plan out my day uh, these are the things I want to accomplish you know by 5 p.m. Okay. today um, so that's that's kind of one of you know yeah one of the things I do to kind of get prepared and what I'm doing to kind of reach my goals. And then I need to implement it. I need to have, okay. Right. Gonna, plans plans don't mean anything unless you follow right. through. Follow through. <laughs> and then did I complete it, what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and your, what's interesting about that is your definition of success is helping others reach their right. success, whether they define it that way or not. Mm-hmm. You're right. The the grandparent that can't pick up their grandchild because mm-hmm. they can't bend down right. or, or things like that. Um, you're helping them live lives that are more fulfilling. Right? Yes. And, and so that's really interesting. So yeah. true. Okay, same to you. What is your definition of success? So I guess, I don't know, maybe this is a mom thing, but being <laughs> able to go home at night and feel grateful for the day and um, just lay my head down on the pillow at night and be like, okay, you know, we made it through. And, you know, just like a day-to-day, yeah. um, you know, Alec is doing great in school, you know, the office. So just um, just that things are going smoothly and um, every day is a fresh start. And, you know, at the end of the day, we just reflect and say, okay, well, it was a good day, you know, yep. and just take it day by day. Yep. Um, and, you know, again, being happy, you know, um, fulfilled at the end of the day, that yep. kind of thing. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, we're going to put in the show notes, uh, your your website, things okay. like that. But anything else that you want to leave the uh, the viewers with or, or listeners or um, you want them just to be able to have access to you if uh, if they ever have any questions or need anything? No, I mean, uh, they can reach me. If anybody needs to has any questions, they can reach me at uh, doc41075 at yahoo.com. Yep. That's a good email address. Perfect. And if we'll, they put, have any we'll put that in the show notes, too. If they have any questions, I'd be happy to answer any questions. Other great. than that. Perfect. Okay. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate thank you. It.